well, guys. Uh, you'll notice it's just me today. So, you know, news like this is never easy. Um, you know, this this podcast started out as something that, you know, we were both very passionate about, very excited about. But, uh, you know, news like this, like I said, it's, it's never easy to deliver. So, you know, bear with us or, well, bear with me. Because you'll notice it's just me here today. Uh, there is no Adam. And, uh. It's not easy, but the reason for that is that we can't find him. Uh, you know, if anybody's seen him, if anybody's heard from him, let them know. You know, come home. You know, your family misses you. Your friends miss you. <sighs> and, uh, you know, buddy, we're going to help you beat this thing, you know. And uh, that's as far as I can take that joke. Uh, so, yeah, guys, Adam's on vacation. It's fine. He's okay. As far as I know, unless something has befallen him on his vacation. But, uh, yeah, it's just a solo episode today. So it's the Cave Talk with Justin, not Adam. And, uh, you know, somewhere he's yelling, here we go, to start the episode. So just kind of pretend that you can hear him. So it's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode today, you know. Um, But nonetheless... Did want to still, you know, keep this coming for you guys. So you guys are going to get to know me a little bit today, if you haven't already. So one thing you may notice behind me, right back there, is uh, posters and cars and my flag of cars, my Nissan GTR flag. So I'm really huge into cars. Obviously video games, but cars is probably one of my first loves, to be honest with you guys. And so any chance I get to consume that content, uh, I always do. I was probably raised at least partially by the Fast and the Furious franchise. Um, I have wanted Honda Civics that can have green underglow, underglow kits. Um, part of the reason I got a GTR is probably half because of, of Gran Turismo, to be honest with you, and other racing games. But at least some of that probably came from Fast and the Furious. Um, even those two posters I have back there, Initial D, if you know, you know. If you're an anime fan, love the show. Um, it's about racing and drifting and just absolutely, like I said, I soak up car content. So most recently, and this is, that kind of leads to my next point, is I tried out a new game called the crew Motorfest, which is the third entry in the crew racing game series from Ubisoft. And I want to give you guys kind of an abridged review of it. It's not going to be a full review because and this is going to sound so cheap as I say this out loud and really wish I didn't have to. I just got the five hour trial. I didn't buy the full game, but the five hour trial does give you like, you know, full access to everything. So, I'm going to give an abridged view, and I'm probably still going to end up buying this game, spoiler alert. But honestly, I really enjoyed it. If you're a car guy, this game kind of speaks to you. But funny enough, even if you're kind of a, not that this is a dirty word, if you're kind of a casual, the game speaks to you just as equally. So it presents fantastically. It's a great looking game. Um. The cars look fantastic. When you customize them, they look even more fantastic. 
The sounds are arguably some of the best unique car sounds that I've heard in any recent game. By that, I mean every car sounds exactly how it's supposed to. From your screaming V12s to your unique sounds of a GTR's V6 to your Mazda rotary engines, they all sound so exact. And it's one of those small things that really factored in the presentation of a game that really kind of put me over with the crew. I would say, and this is on a sliding scale of 10, I need to come up with a really good review system for you guys, but out of uh, 10 thumbs up, I'd probably give it, let's call the graphics a solid 8. The reason I say an 8 is because while the cars look good, the world looks pretty good. The interior of the cars, which I don't know how, I'll be very curious how often people use that view, like when you're in the actual cockpit, you can see, you know, the steering wheel, your hands, the radio, and all that. The interiors of the cars feel like a bit of an afterthought. Almost plasticky, I guess would be the word. I think some of that's because you can customize and change the colors of your interiors. So, like, since there is that customization, I get a feeling that's why they didn't go as hard with the interiors. So, because of that, I'll knock it back to an 8. But when I say it's like an 8, it's a very strong, strong 8. The sounds of the game, I'm going to go ahead and put that. Oof. I don't want to give anything a 10 because perfection, you know? But I would say it's a very strong 9. Like, genuinely, I think it's a very, very, very strong 9. The cars, I can't stress enough how good the cars sound. Like... Every single one, for the most part, sounds unique. They sound how that car sounds in real life. And I really appreciate that. You know, like I said, things like even the little small turbo flutters and blow-off valves, little when you like let off the exhaust or let off the gas, they sound accurate. Um, the accelerations, the brakes, the pops, the burbles, they all sound so accurate. I gotta give it a strong nine. The gameplay is a weird one because this one I think is gonna be on a sliding scale depending on what your flavor is. So if I'm looking at this game through the lens of this is an arcade eraser that is similar to, well, very similar, I'll get to in a little bit, to a Forza Horizons on Xbox. That's an Xbox exclusive. I would say that I would give it probably a 7, maybe an 8. The haptic feedback is fantastic and has gone really well from feeling kind of gimmicky at first, kind of gimmicky, to really immersing you in the game. So things like having to press harder on an accelerator, press harder on the brake, and it kind of varies from car to car and what the situation is. Those are those little things that make the controller experience, if you don't have a racing wheel, that really kind of put it over the top. Where I would knock off a little bit, believe it or not, is things to do. 
this is a this this score could go up once I get the full game. As I was playing through, or not the full game, but as I play more through it, but outside of some of the playlists, the free drive is pretty good. Like running into another player and just doing an impromptu race is awesome. But I did kind of struggle with feeling like, okay, what do I really want to go do? Like, now mind you, guys, I could probably just buy this game, customize vehicles the whole time, and then just go AFK away from keyboard and just look at the beauty of the game. I genuinely could. Full admission, I have looked at so many TikTok videos of people doing just that. I literally looked at TikTok people, TikTok videos of people having their car, and then just walking away and letting the camera just pan around their car like the cinematic presentation of it. It's that good-looking of a game. But, you know, I felt like uh, I didn't have as much to do as I would have wanted. But like I said, that's going to probably be a sliding scale. I'm going to put them around... So I'm going to put them around a 7 right now. But that could easily go up to an 8, maybe a 9. We'll see. But the sounds, the looks, the gameplays, the presentation, all those things are fantastic. I think if you guys are looking for like a nice hmm, arcadey, not that that's a dirty word, an arcadey racer, but kind of straddles a little bit into that sim as far as its presentation, I think it's a great game to get. I, I really do plan on going ahead and picking this one up pretty soon. Really enjoyed the probably like four hours and 40 minutes that I sunk into it. So I probably got a couple, little bit of time left. Really enjoyed the time that I sank into the game. Definitely plan on picking it up. Now, what I was kind of saying earlier, it is arcadey. I think that right now is actually a really great time to be a fan of racing games because no matter what your flavor is, there's just about a game for you. So, you know, if we start out at your true racing sim games where, you know, you might have a wheel, a seat, specifically your, like, you know, large screen setup, you got your Gran Turismo's, which is kind of considered one of your pinnacles. You've got your project cars, your Assetto Corsas, your recently dropped, which I'm hoping to get my hands on soon. Might love that one for Adam, actually. Your Forza Motorsports, which is kind of their more actual sim version than they uh for Forza rather than Forza Horizons, which is kind of with an open world, you know, beautiful game. But you have those, and then if you kind of want to step down a little bit into like a kind of more casual game, more fun game to play that still presents very well, but you know, if you take your Lamborghini into the dirt, it's not gonna spin out. That kind of deal. Whereas, like on Gran Turismo, if it's wet outside and you power out of a turn too fast, you will spin out. That kind of deal. You've got your motorsports and you've got your cruise. I'm going to leave out Need for Speed. The reason being is I think that Need for Speed is even more arcadey. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But Need for Speed has, like, your looks, your, you know, more use of, like, your NASAs, your probably a little bit harder on customization than, than others even. like Almost like more like your street culture kind of game. Uh, true arcade racing game. Once again, nothing wrong with those. But it's a good time right now. If you're a fan of racing games, like I said, kind of pick your flavor. 
Like me myself, I need to jump back into it, but I did get the most recent Gran Turismo game on my PS5. And part of it, believe it or not, was really just to stretch the system's legs. Like I had just got to my TV, I had just got on my PlayStation 5, so I was like, let's just really see what this console can do. And I've also always loved the Gran Turismo games. Like I said, that's part of what inspired me to get a GTR. Uh, that one right there, the R35, or I'm sorry, the R34. I have the R35. But the R34, that one, that was like the coolest car on me to Gran Turismo. Um, you know, that's the one I always try to like work hard to get, loved driving it. But, like, that true racing sim style, you know, I think it's got to really be for you. If that's not your thing, if, like, things like, you know, not hitting the curb, hitting the apex in a turn, going into a turn, like, slowly, you know, no bumper cars kind of stuff. If that's not for you, I think that racing sim games like that, Forza Horizon, you know, games where, like, your tires can wear, your brakes can fade, your brakes can fade. Uh, it's not just about having the most fast car in the world. I think that it can almost seem boring, believe it or not. Uh, you know, you can't just hit X to 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 use your boost that builds back up. I think that those games are more for like your true enthusiasts. And once again, not to gatekeep, not to say that it's like a thinking man's game, even though like. Gran Turismo does present itself extremely classy. But um, I think if you're like a real enthusiast, real driving enthusiast, you know, you like things like being on a map out turns, drive some of these world famous tracks like the Nürburgring and such like that. Like, I think that that's the game for you. I think that games like Motorfest and Horizon I think those like the Goldilocks games. I think they're like the sweet spots. Um, there's so many, and especially because they provide so many different types of driving experiences. You want to off-road, grab an F-150 or a Bronco and or a Jeep and just drive off-road, you can. If you want to race through a city, you can. If you want to drag race, you can. If you want to do like your more like GT Touring Cup kind of races and such like that, where it's multiple laps, you can. And I think that Forza, uh, Forza and, um, especially in this case, Motorfest, did a really good job of providing that option. Like I said, you want to go just hop in a car and just drift? Go nuts. So I always grew up, and it's kind of pivot here a little bit, always kind of grew up more probably closer to, like, your need for speeds and your, and I would give anything for this game to come back, Midnight Club. I was obsessed with Midnight Club. I wanted rims because I wanted to paint my car. I, Midnight Club and Need for Speed, probably Underground, guys. Combine that with Fast and the Furious. And, like, those games probably kept me from any kind of drugs because I couldn't afford them because I wanted to spend all my meager funds on my car. Like, I adored those games they were very arcadey but there was something about being able to like customize and like really make your car unique i think that those games offered it also felt very like they felt very very car culture 
like the 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 the, the meets, the night driving, um, the soundtracks, like Riders on the Storm, that remix. Like the soundtracks were fantastic. The customization, even though like, come on, you didn't know what you were doing. Let's be honest. Like even the customization as far as like, the performance stuff you can do to your car, absolutely loved it. The crazy thing is, is that the performance customization you can do even down to the tuning of your computer in Gran Turismo looks like a completely different world than just adding exhaust or manifold to, you know, something in the crew or something in your midnight clubs you need for speeds. But that's, I think, what's got me so excited, though, is that, like I said, there's something different for everybody. Like, I don't know if there's any genre of game, and I think about it, that has something that's truly for everybody. And by that, I mean, like I said, you want a sim, you want kind of a little sweet spot, kind of Goldilocks zone, you want a true arcade experience, racing games have got you. Sports games kind of follow closely behind, like with your football games, with your basketball games, but there's not as much of that anymore. Like. It used to be that, like, you know, you had maybe NBA 2K was kind of semi. And then you may have, like, NBA Street, which I was obsessed with. And then you might have had, like, NBA Ballers, which that's a very deep cut. That game actually kind of sucked, but I was obsessed with it. Um, It might have been sunk cost fallacy. But even then, I suppose, like, with shooters, you kind of have those maybe. I mean, you guys give me your opinions on this. Like your counter strikes, I guess you could say, or like your armas, and then you might compare that down to like your. Please, nobody get mad at me for this, but your Call of Duties, which if you don't think that Call of Duty is an arcade shooter, unsubscribe, quit, walk away. That's just my opinion. It's an arcade shooter, but um, no, like like I said, this I think that racing games do provide some of the best like. No, even if you're not crazy into cars, I think that you can enjoy it. Like, I think that if Adam tried out Forza Horizons, which I don't know how much he's really dug into it, I'll find out whenever we find out where he is, you know, wherever he's holed up right now, or if he's on the beach somewhere. I don't know. We're not that close. Kidding. But I would be very curious for a non-car enthusiast like Adam to jump into a motorsport and then jump into a Forza Horizon, like sink a good couple hours in those games and give me his thoughts. And I'd be willing to bet you that he may not love motorsport, but he might enjoy Horizon just fine or enjoy the crew just fine. And that's kind of one of the really cool, that's a really cool thing about the genre to me. I am going to get you guys a review of motorsport probably soon. Not too sure when. I gotta see. I got. I got. There is. I do have a place I can go get my hands like a racing sim and really try that game out and kind of really push it to its limits. And I feel like with a racing sim game, it really deserves that. Like it deserves me in a cockpit somewhere with the, you know, in this case like a Logitech wheel and really just you know doing stuff like turning off the computer assistance and just letting that game rip and kind of seeing what we got. Trying out different cars, seeing if they drive what they're supposed to drive, hitting world famous tracks. Really, really excited for that. But, and hopefully, you guys, by the way, as we're kind of getting into this, hopefully, you guys are enjoying the solo episode. 
so far. Um, but yeah, guys, that's uh, and like I said, hopefully you kind of also learning a little bit more about me too as we're going through all this. Like I said, I'm so passionate about these kinds of games. Um, absolutely love them. But that's actually going to kind of conclude our episode. Like I said, this is kind of a shorter one. I wanted to at least kind of get, you know, something out for you guys. Call it like a little mini-sode, I guess you could. Uh, but that's my review of your Crew Motorfest. That's my, uh, you know, just kind of how I feel about them. Hopefully, like I said, this is a good opportunity for us to kind of get to know each other a little bit better. We will be back next week at our regularly scheduled time, regularly scheduled place with our regularly scheduled Adam. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening and hope to talk to you soon. See you next time.